You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. The first time the word love is used in the Bible is in Genesis. In fact, in this word, God says to Abraham, Take Isaac, your son, your only son, who you love, and take him three days' journey to the top of the hill and sacrifice him to me. And Abraham doesn't say a thing. In fact, we don't know from the Scriptures what he thought or what he said. We only know what he did, that he took a colt and put wood on the colt, and he took his son and he took a servant, and they traveled three days to, to the mountain outside of Salem, Mount Zion, where later the temple would be built. And they came to the base of the mountain, and Abraham took the wood and put it on the shoulders of his son Isaac and said, let's climb the mountain. And Isaac says to him, Father, where's the ram for the sacrifice? And Isaac and Abraham says to Isaac, God will provide. So they go to the top of the hill, and together they build an altar, and then Abraham takes his son, his only son, who he loves, and he binds him hand and foot and puts him on the altar and takes the knife in his hand and raises it to offer his son as a sacrifice, knowing that in Abraham God would keep his that in Isaac God would keep the promise to Abraham knowing that even if Isaac was killed that God would raise him from the dead so he raises the knife to slay his son and the angel comes and says stop and he turns around and there in the thickets there in the thorns is a ram caught, his horns wrapped up with thorns. And Abraham takes down his son Isaac and takes this ram crowned with thorns and puts it on the altar and puts it to death. And so the Holy Spirit indicates that the ram who would take our place under the wrath of God, the ram who would be sacrificed for us, the ram that God would provide would be a ram, a lamb of God, crowned with thorns. Eight years ago, we went to the Passion Play in Germany. There's three scenes that I remember distinctly from that. One of them was the, was the end of Judas, The other was them taking Jesus off of the cross. But the third made, I think, the most profound impact that I can still see in my own mind was the crowning of Jesus with thorns. There was four soldiers to do the work. They gathered up this long thing of crowns, this kind of, you know, vine with brambles and long thorns on it. And they had their big kind of soldier armor gloves and they took this thing and they 
wrapped it around and they twisted it together. And then one of the soldiers placed it on Jesus' head and then bowed down in front of him as if to worship him as a king. And then the four soldiers with two reeds, long, maybe six foot, one inch thick reeds, the the soldiers gathered on the side of Jesus, one on this side and one on that, and one in front and one in back, and they put the the reeds across the head of Jesus in the shape of a cross like this. And then each one of the soldiers on the four ends of Jesus and on the count of three, they all leaned down and bent the staff over the head of Jesus, pressing the crown of thorns into His head. And even from the distance, you could see the blood start to flow from the head of Jesus. All four soldiers threw the staff away And then they all did the same thing. They bowed to Jesus as if to worship Him. You see, this crown, even though it's painful, the crown is chiefly given to Jesus by the soldiers to mock Him, to put Him to shame. The same with the purple robes. That was the robes that the king would wear. So Jesus has a crown of thorns and a purple robe, and Pilate brings him out before the people, and he says, Behold the man. Look at Jesus. Look at the one who you call the king of the Jews. Look at him now. Look at him bleeding. Look at his hands tied together. Look at his shame. He's not a king. In fact, Pilate humiliates Jesus in this way, the text tells us, so that they would let him go. And he wouldn't go through with the crucifixion. Pilate says, look at the man. I'm innocent of his blood. But the crowds cry out that he would be crucified. Now it's important for us to remember, and I think this will come up again. We always preach this sermon on Good Friday, so in a few weeks we'll hear it. Uh, in its fullness, but it's always good for us to remember that the suffering of Jesus is of a threefold suffering. There's the pain of the cross, the physical agony of the cross. There's the atoning suffering of Jesus, that's the wrath of God and being forsaken by the Father. But the pain that the Gospels dwell most often on is the shame of the cross, the mockery, the, the taunting of Jesus, and the flaunting, the the spitting on the face, and the slapping his face when he's blindfolded and saying, prophesy, who hit you? Or even when he's on the cross, hanging there with no clothes on, for all the world to see, and the people going by, wagging their heads, saying, he trusted in God, let him serve him. Let him deliver him. He saved others, why can't he save himself? Hebrews tells us that Jesus despised the shame of the cross. The mockery. The jeering. I think most especially as they mocked God and said, why doesn't God deliver Him? He despised the shame of the cross, but He endured it for your sake. And that, dear saints, is the point. I mean... If you and I were to get together and let's say our congregation was a committee to form a crown for Jesus, 
we would gather together all the gold and precious jewels that we could possibly find. I mean, we would look at the crown jewels of England and we'd say, double it, triple it, quadruple the gold, ten times the diamonds. I mean, we who know that Jesus is very God of very God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, that He is the one in whom all things hold together, that He created everything in heaven and on earth, and that He should be crowned with with stars, with galaxies, with the most radiant and brilliant thing that we could possibly find. That if we were to try to put a crown on Jesus, we would find something that was glorious, rich, that showed that He is God of God, that He is the Lord of Lords, that He is strong and powerful. But that is not the crown that Jesus wants. Jesus, and this is the point, Jesus wants this crown, the crown of thorns. Because while a crown of gold and jewels might preach to us His power and His glory. The crown of thorns preaches to us His love. And while a magnificent, rich, kingly crown might preach to us of the power of Jesus, the crown of thorns preaches to us of our salvation. While the crown with diadems and diadems and gold and shining jewels and stars and all of this might preach to us that Jesus is Lord of lords, the crown of thorns preaches this thing that He wants you to hear most of all. That He is your Savior and your friend. So the soldiers crown Jesus with thorns to mock Him. But Jesus takes those thorns as the thing that He most desired. Because by those thorns and by the jewels of the drops of blood that were set in that crown, Jesus has His kingdom. In these things, Jesus has you. So we rejoice. The soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head and put a purple robe on him and they said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him with their hands. We rejoice that Jesus was crowned with thorns for us and for our salvation. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding Guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.